Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Hello, lovely listeners. Um, I want to remind you guys, if you aren't doing so already, hop onto social media, follow us at FemRegard on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and not necessarily new, but improved YouTube. So make sure you're subscribing. Yes. Um, Make sure you're subscribing so you can listen to the lovely guests that we have on the show, like today's guest, Miss Isabella Tan. Okay. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm like, how am there? <laughs> Thank you. She came all the way from New York, guys, just to be on our show. Just, just for us, right? Yes. yes. Absolutely. We're, we're very excited. You're not doing any cool projects. You're not. No, I mean, no. That, this is the only thing I'm here for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we're so excited. She is a cinematographer, director, photographer, creative director, executive creative director. Hello. Let's get that title straight. <laughs> Thank <And> you. <laughs> Rebel Motion, which I'm so excited to hear about. And she's like from Malaysia. Or technically te- from Malaysia te- all the way. <laughs> all the way. Um, yeah, I was born in Taiwan, grew up in Malaysia, and then moved to the U.S. about five years ago to go to NYU. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great school. It's a wonderful school. Um, went to film school, and then now I'm here. Awesome. In L.A. And we found on Instagram, guys. So, like, that just goes to show you can find people anywhere to connect with. And I just, what drew me to it were your colors, the the your subjects, which I love the international vibe that you had on your page and your photos. So that is definitely why I reached out. Guys, you you. should definitely check out her page because, yeah, and make some connections. I met up with her in New York, I think a year ago. Was it that long ago? That's gross, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was a year ago. Disgusting. What? I know. I know. And I'm like sweating here like I was sweating at our meeting in New York. It was like really hot. Mike, where's the AC? Yo. Um, JK. But it it was, yeah, we were working on our Western. We were just talking about it's been a lot, a long journey. Yeah. And we've come a long way. But Nonetheless, let's have some tea. Oh, yes. Um, today, we are sporting sensual seasoning, celestial. I said essential. <laughs> sensual seasonings. <laughs> oh, dear. What kind um, of podcast is this again? What are we talking chamomile about? chamomile to work. In LA. Um, no, we're doing honey vanilla chamomile on this super hot day. <laughs> <laughs> having guys it's so already... wonderfully refreshing love it <laughs> right i know i was gonna say are you a tea drinker are you a coffee drinker what what's your thing i 
absolutely love coffee, um, but I never liked coffee until I moved to New York City. So I think it's like the city that kind of made it happen. Before mm-hmm. that, I was strictly just a tea person. Mm. Thank you, mom. Um, <laughs> same, same. But unfortunately, now it's like I I don't know if I can function without the black. Juice. Yeah, I hear you <laughs> every morning. <laughs> yeah, right away. Yeah, yeah. But tea is great. I mean, it's good for you. It's supposed to be more. Um, it's like hydrating. right before bed too. Yeah. You know, good for the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I'm now I need, I also didn't start drinking coffee till like a year ago. So now I'm like, I need it every, it's so bad. It's so addicting and terrible. I mean, I think it's still better than like energy drinks. I know you're on that train too, Carolina, but Red Bull all the way, all the way. This is not an ad. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. But we're always like, Hey guys, you want to give us some free yeah, we product. will totally uh, sport we some Red Bull if Red Bull wants Red to sponsor Bull, us. You know, uh, that's totally <laughs> fine. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. No, so tell us how. So you started NYU. Let's get. Let's take it all the way back. Like, sure. Why? Why filmmaking? What brought you there? Yeah. So um, my family are very business oriented people. So <laughs> kind of the all the way left wing there, um, and. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I'm the only, I'm the youngest daughter of uh, three, four, three siblings of mine. So youngest of the four, only girl. Um, and obviously, my entire family kind of moved into business naturally, kind of mm-hmm. following my dad's footsteps. And we have a family business back home. So that was, that seemed like the natural progression for me. But obviously, as the not over, like, you know, super cliche black sheep of the family um, <laughs> decided that the arts was where I had my passion. And I was a photographer for several years doing a lot of fashion photography, fine artwork in Malaysia and kind of naturally moved into film from there. Nice. And yeah, it was it's kind of funny. It's a very strange story filled with like weird twists and turns not to make my life sound like a movie or anything but um i had i was supposed to be doing um law and business um and but i just did photography as a hobby and the film teacher back then Mm -hmm. um kind of found me editing stuff after school and he was like why are you not in my class oh my Um, god yeah so that was cool um later on though it, it was it became this weird like scandalous thing where it eventually turned into him kind of like weirdly hitting on me, Uh-oh. which kind of really set my own expectations down. I really thought yeah. like, oh, this mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, I'm not really that good at what I do. This is just because mm-hmm. he, they wanted something else from me. Um, but at the end of the day, I still pursued it and I loved it. And my parents were so unhappy with me <laughs> when I first told them I'm dropping law um, and business for this. And they were not. The most supportive at first but i think after really showing them how much i cared about it how how important it was to me and how i i feel that i how much i can do with it you mm-hmm. know and so they finally let me just do the thing and move out here That's and it was awesome. my first time in the u.s was to go straight to nyu wow mm-hmm. wow and you've been pretty successful i mean your parents should be pretty um, proud she's of you award at this point winning, <laughs> yeah. okay award winning and um, <laughs> I love that. And a lot of it, I think you trace back to, you know, I guess like the standards from a cultural standpoint. Yes. And I love that you showcase that because um, I write, I've I've met some other cinematographers mm-hmm. who are out here who come from a similar background. Mm-hmm. And it's like a culture shock in itself moving here. I oh, think, for, absolutely. 
a lot that of was them. so scary. I, <laughs> New York City is terrifying in general, but co- like for somebody who's only known the U.S. from pop culture, right, and coming all the way here, being like, huh. So Gossip Girl's not really a thing. People <laughs> randomly screaming at you on the street is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, cool. Get out of my way. Oh, a yeah. lot dirtier, a lot meaner. Yeah. What What advice would you give to someone who is transitioning out here or wants to? Because I know that that is something, it's, it's tough. It's just, yeah, overall tough. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where um, I kind of just threw myself into the, into the deep end. Mm -hmm. doing what I did and I feel like and I tell this to anyone who asked me like how how would you start no like really really think about what this means to you if if this profession is what you you know you need to almost have to want to do this like Mm -hmm. there's no other option for you you need to have that burning passion inside of you because there's so many things are going to go wrong and there's so many obstacles are going to be thrown in your path especially if you're making a big move like this and you just have to be ready for that and you have to know that at the end end of the day and you know no pressure guys but end of the day <laughs> this is what you need to do with your life and that's what's gonna push you and carry you forward and you know with all the convictions and stuff because you guys know too we mm-hmm. we keep getting thrown like like curveballs you know, here right, and there yeah, yeah and 100 you can't it's hard to bounce back from that unless you have to you have to yeah. do this yes exactly and would you say to those listeners as well that would they be pigeonholing themselves if they're trying to assimilate by not using the culture that they have? Like, I feel like a lot of them are scared to be like, well, I don't I want to I don't want to be known as like the Asian director who directs yeah. Asian films. But I feel like it's a more empowering story that mm-hmm. they can tell from within because that's something there's still a relatable aspect, right? Mm-hmm. There's still that human aspect mm-hmm. that everyone's going to draw on. But not everyone's gone through like something you've gone through, right? Yeah. Assimilating into a country, the film industry. So, uh, like, do you do you agree with that? Do you feel like what advice could you give to the, those people who are like, I feel like I have to be a certain way to, to yeah. make it in this industry? I mean, honestly, I uh, had that problem when I first got here. I was very much like, how do I make myself as American as possible? Yeah. You know, and it was a goal of mine almost to um, become that way. And because Hollywood, especially four years ago, had kind of like shaped what it means for you to be a successful filmmaker which is like you know white male Uh, (laughs) and i was like how do i bring out my white male inside my body um and for a long time you know i actually actively avoided hanging out with um other asians and i actively avoided you know just kind of being seen as uh the weird exotic girl that just moved from another country and it wasn't until honestly like the the last couple of years where the more i realized that um there are ways to change mm-hmm. mainstream media mm-hmm. you know as long as you go about it you just have to be smart about the way we do it you know in the past year crazy rich asians and all these mm-hmm. other films that have come out yeah. have really started to shift the way people see asian people in hollywood and that was um and even before that i already started thinking you know we all have unique stories mm-hmm. so why am i trying so hard to fit in to other people's stories when i can just tell my own and be proud of it and it mm-hmm. took me so long to do that <laughs> thank you no i love that <laughs> yeah. that i feel like a lot of people need to hear that yeah. who are trying to come here and, and it's okay you know it's okay yeah. that we're not um it's okay that we're not 
American. It's okay a that we're not. Man <laughs> white man. Yeah, you, yeah totally trust me. Fine. That gets real boring real quick. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Sorry to all my friends. Um, but, you know, and especially as a DP, you know, especially working yeah. as a DP, even as a director, but especially in the camera department when it's so predominantly mm-hmm. male, which it is. It's like a bro fest in the camera and genie department. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of love it. You know, I, growing up with three brothers really helped me with that. I really can connect to like a lot of the the guys I've become friends with and mm-hmm. they all super respectful and I feel like it's just getting seen more and just knowing that you can do it and a lot of the things that make me sad are when I go home back to Asia because the film industry there is not I mean Southeast Asia the film industry is not as big obviously you uh-huh. know as other places and meeting a lot of um, women who do want to become DPs but when I talk to them about it they're like oh I mean, I just don't feel like I can. Mm-hmm. And that like really saddens me. So yeah. I, it's always like, you can do Ugh. it. I know yeah. it seems a little hard and impossible, but anyone, you can do whatever you want as long as you just really push forward with it. Yeah. Even though meant, they yeah. see you're doing it, there's still that strong, I, I can't be yeah, a part of that. Because they kind of accept that the culture back there is that women are not Because DPs. they're not coming mm-hmm. over here. They're exactly. there. They feel like they can't break the grounds there. Exactly. Yeah. So uh-huh. I always have to like, yeah, so it's it's been a dream of mine, and you know that's kind of why Rebel Motion became what it is because I wanted to be a kind of bridge between um, America slash international media and Malaysia, which is like a still very cool but very small Southeast Asian country mm-hmm. that not people not a lot of people know about. Um, I literally get asked if we live in treetops still, <laughs> like if we have tree houses. <laughs> so I feel like one of the like at least for me personally growing up and kind of being embarrassed about my culture and who I was when I was much younger was mainly because of media like mm-hmm. ma- like not just movies and tv but mostly advertising like you know there's this obsession with um at least especially in Asia like you know seeing white faces and mm-hmm. kind of like you know that was uh what we wanted to be like so a lot of whitening creams and you know yeah, yeah brightening mats like yeah, face masks exactly yeah. and it was totally. and a lot of people just perceived um like Asians to be just not as pretty and that kind of prompted me to realize that um, to change our perceptions of people of color and other cultures you just have to normalize them mm-hmm. and the best way to do that is just to represent them in advertising and branded mm-hmm. content because that's mm-hmm. what we absorb every day right it's just ads and ads and ads so if we start putting other like stories out there mm-hmm. um, about all types of people, all types of relationships, all types of sexualities, then eventually it'll become normalized instead of being like a taboo. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never would have thought about it like that until you, I mean, it's so obvious, so obvious, but is like, I love that that's the backbone to rebel motion. So how did you find your team? How did you find other people to join? Like, where was the fetus of all of this created? So honestly, it started with me and just having conversations with other female filmmakers and just mm-hmm. talking about, oh, what are the what is the kind of company we wish we could work for? You know, it should be inclusive. It should be very inclusive and very like you know from people with different backgrounds and from different places coming together and telling stories that other people couldn't tell because they haven't had the experiences that we've had. And we kept talking about it and talking about it. And through all the internships I was in during my time in college, I was kind of like, oh, none of these places that I've worked at is the kind of place I want to work at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I guess thank you to my uh, family and their entrepreneurial background. But 
it kind of hit me that like if you can't find a place that you want to work for why don't you make it yeah make the place that you want to work for exactly and it kind of birthed from that so me and close group of friends just kind of coming together and doing the work but there were definitely challenges um obviously film is all about working with your friends but when you start a business it's kind of you have to kind of know where that line is and it's difficult sometimes with friends to where do i cross the line or where do i Mm -hmm. draw the line even um between boss and yeah you know coworker and friend and friend so that was definitely a struggle but um how many are you on the team right now right now we are two so (laughs) 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 wink wink uh we had a much larger group at first and i think I thought that's what we needed to be taken seriously. So I was kind of like, all right, we have to recruit X, Y, Z. Right. Delegate more. Um, But honestly, at the end of the day, it's like having um, just people who believe in the vision and people Mm -hmm. who really want to do the work because they believe in it, not because they're just getting paid to do it was so important to me. And don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong, like all the people that left are still, we're still friends. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes it becomes one of those things where our friendships would be better if we worked separately. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah so. Tess and I weren't even, like, friends, so it was it was a good t- good start for us. They're, yeah. They're still not <laughs> friends. Really, how we're, <laughs> friends. we're still not friends. Yeah, like, I don't even know her. We don't talk Who outside of this or anything. No. Only at the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is our weekly meeting. <laughs> Hello. Um, I... I think that's really important for people to hear. We, we, I think season one, we touched on that, like the importance of finding the right people to join the mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that you don't, don't feel pressure guys that you have to have like a huge team of 10, like working. Yeah, that, not that does not mean, and honestly, that's like paperwork and logistics mm-hmm. that you really need to be sure you're up for in the yeah, grand scheme. Of course. Yeah, I mean, me and Carolina have talked about this with them regard. We're like, you know, we want to find people that we love working with and mm-hmm. we can continue to like bring on for projects, but we might just stick with the two of us for the team because at least that's the core what gets team, stuff right? Done. Yeah, exactly. 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 Because exactly. I was, we want to find our go to cinematographers, like I, and editors that we can pair along with. So that way, you know, that and it don't just because it's from a guard. She's brought her lovely DP friend over here. That's a guy. Um, that doesn't mean we're excluding males. We love guys. Kick him out of the room. You know, <laughs> yeah, Shen, Shen. No, um, thank you for bringing her, her here today. You know, means so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that does not mean you got to go. Don't ever think you have to make things look a certain way to make yourself legit. <laughs> and honestly, like, you know, it, it, Lack of better terms. There, there are several sets I've been on where, you know, they really push for all female productions, which is super freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I've done a few of those and I absolutely enjoyed my experience. But I also think it's empowering in a way to have women like head of productions, like, you know, as the, your core mm-hmm. um, people. But to also work with guys, because a lot yeah. of these things are like very, a lot of shoots like that are very like, no men allowed and i'm yeah. kind of like we're kind of against that but it's awesome <laughs> yeah. because yeah. you have then you find people who are respectful and and wonderful to work with exactly. and who respect yeah. you and being a being a head of department it's super cool in my opinion to have a team full of dudes and i'm just there like calling shots and they have to do it <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> work in the way no just kidding we don't do that no that's that's not what happens it's about empowerment not you know man hating <laughs> exactly and i feel like that's 
how like you can't expect to never work with a man ever again in your life and like again so, similar to the advertising you want something to become a norm don't just like then create like inclusivity guys right. that's exactly. what it's all about exactly. absolutely so i love that you said that too because um any more thoughts as being a woman in the industry that you would I guess advice to other women DPs because that's not something typical. Like I feel like it's super hard here to to even break in. I think it's becoming a thing, but it's, it's... becoming more normalized, which yeah. is great. And yeah. I think you know, especially the past few years. Oh my god, we've like you know so much progress has been made, especially since the the Weinstein thing, yeah. um, <laughs> where women have more voice now and they're being seen more and heard more and respected more. Mm -hmm. And We've all worked so hard to make that happen. And right. I feel like, you know, we are so persistent and we're so we, we face so much um, discrimination already that we're I feel like we're we're we've grown a pretty tough skin. Yeah. And I think that's so important yeah. to do that is to keep persisting and keep pushing. And eventually your voice will be heard. You know, it's not it's not something where you have to, you feel like you have to. And I did this, too, where I feel like I had to kind of kowtow to certain things because mm -hmm. If I didn't do that, people wouldn't take me seriously. Um, where I had to make myself seem more like broy and like cool, a cool yeah. girl instead of like a you know certain way. But I don't know. I feel like I, if as long as you just push forward, it'll, it'll, it'll work. And I feel like it shows too in your post, social posts. Like I even saw like that one dude that was such a jackass. Sorry, um, <laughs> and was like, oh yeah, oh, you're being too showy. Like, why are you using your body? To... You're not. You're... What girls can't be in her like shorts and a tank top shooting? Like, yeah, it was also the middle of summer in Michigan, so it was hundred something degrees outside. Yeah, and actually, in that particular photo, I think I was wearing pants and a jacket, and, <laughs> and like a bodysuit. So it wasn't even that showy, but he was. I remember that he. I was just kind I of standing there, yeah, with the camera. I was like, what the? Yeah. With a walkie-talkie in my hand, I was actually just in the middle of talking to my G and E team about uh -huh. bringing units over, and someone snapped the photo, and I was like, oh, this is a cool like action moment. Yeah. And this guy's like, you have your tits out. Like, how dare you? This is why people <laughs> can't take women seriously. I'm an advocate for women in film, and you're ruining everything. And I was kind of like, dude, if you want to see sexy photos of me dping i have those this is not one of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> like this is the wrong photo for you to be commenting on but at the same time like who the fuck cares what exactly. you wear right as long yeah. as you can do your job like my my gaffer actually commented on that and um sorry my key grip actually commented on that and she's just like also incredible strong woman who's mm. very very good at her job and she was just like <laughs> You can wear a fucking penguin suit for all I care as long right. as you come to set, do your thing, and make it look good. Exactly. And I was like, Hell, why isn't that the precedent? Yeah. yeah. I know. I know that stuff, like, that just, like, blew me out of the water. Because I agree. I feel like I don't... Why do I have to wear a long sleeve shirt and long, like, jeans to be taken seriously? Take me seriously. Excuse me. And the worst thing is, obviously, throughout history, that doesn't happen to guys. Right. I don't know if you guys no. saw, there's a really great behind-the-scenes photo of, of a moment on Star Wars where the boom op was in his like fucking speedo because it was so hot on set holding the holding the mic yeah and everyone's like no Whoa, but look we at this dude find this photo. yeah and he's like look at this dude it's so funny that he's in a speedo but came uh, if i just wear a tank top and shorts suddenly i'm not professional like right excuse right me? what excuse me what no is this double standard exactly i so i mean hopefully that's the next wave of yeah. you know women in film is we're gonna be there first of all we're gonna be represented and then we're gonna be respected and 
people are gonna give a shit what we wear because that's not what's important there was a mini movement um going on instagram i actually haven't caught up with it i don't really know what's happening but there's Mm -hmm. a female director who um very accomplished like tv director and she posted a photo of herself in her bikini in the pool at a hotel saying um this is me right before i went to my pitch meeting for my tv show this is what directors look like you know there's there's no there's no need for us to feel like we have to look or dress or act a certain way to be at least there shouldn't be for us right to be yeah. Taken seriously yeah. and Absolutely. yeah so that was cool i love that um yes we'll hunt that down after as well, as yeah. well <laughs> and and give you guys all the deets because i think that's super important and like i am someone who is always like i want to express myself any way i can no matter what background i carry mm-hmm. my religion mm-hmm. like who i am what do i appear like i just want to be me and like i feel like that is something that you express through your characters your filmmaking everything and so then to be shunned by like little petty things like that gets me so irritated but that's a that's another that's a rat <laughs> that's a rat for later yeah. <laughs> like, but um why don't you tell us a little just to kind of in closing comments words um where do you see yourself moving going to growing like yeah what are your goals what are, what are your things goals you want to do excited about and something maybe that like inspires you yeah um so i just recently wrapped a feature i was shooting this year and it just premiered in ojai so uh, moving forward obviously you know you get your first feature done and that's <sighs> kind of what i'm looking to do i yeah. am however also trying to grow like my directing work it's been s- too long since i've made my short film from years ago mm-hmm. and it's something that i've been itching to move into so uh, in this industry a lot of people say you have to focus on one thing or another thing especially when it comes to skills and crafts and i really believe that for a while and i really struggled with like do i want to be a dp do i want to be a director do i want a dp do i want to be a director and inspiration wise um talking to and conversing with people like reed morano who has successfully done both and incredibly so and just been so good at everything she does that's really inspired me to still pursue both mm-hmm. do but, it yeah but i yes. think like making time is difficult especially when you're mm-hmm. juggling mm-hmm. these things and running a company on top of that yeah we don't know that life (laughs) not at all yeah so that's that's kind of the next moves um and so working on directing and developing more projects that i really love and care about and yeah so fingers crossed and obviously i want to become more bi-coastal so um looking to come to la more often i used to hate it honestly it was that like east coast versus west coast thing yeah yeah and i thought people here just had it too good like good weather good food excuse me like you're right next to the beach. How dare you guys not <laughs> suffer with us in New York City yeah. over the winter months? Hashtag all my New York friends. Yes, exactly. I hear you. But I think it's it's been good. It's been good to travel a lot recently, which yeah. I did. And I think that's that's what I can recommend anyone else to do, honestly. If you're in the film industry, get out there in the world. Like, travel, meet more people, meet more people. Did I, say, I, saw, I said people. <laughs> meet more people and see see new things and experience new cultures. And it really does like show you so much you know teaches you so much more about the world than you can yeah um, behind a screen yeah absolutely. absolutely and tell our listeners too how they can find you my instagram handle is it's dot bella tan um and my website is isabella-tan.com and yeah that's about it i don't really i don't have a twitter anymore i think it's like i think since um 
since the last three years, I've just escaped Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this whole... I mean, like, we have one, but... Tessa manages it. I'm, like, so I just share what we post on everything it, else to Twitter. It. There you go. It. Yeah, that works. <laughs> but, yeah, mostly Instagram um, and my website. And Rebel Motion's website is yes. rebel-motion.com. And our Instagram handle is rebel underscore motion. And, yeah, we're a woman-led production company as well in New York City. And internationally, and we love to do branded content and fashion films and music videos, and that's my pitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, guys, if you are looking for someone like Miss Isabella Tan, do you like to be called by? I call you Bella, but like most of my friends call me Bella. Isabella yeah. is just what my mom wants because she wanted me to be named <laughs> after the Spanish queen for some uh, bizarre okay. reason, um, and mostly because people at my school um, that I grew up in just mm-hmm. couldn't. Re- couldn't pronounce my Chinese name. Oh, okay. So they told my mom oh. she had to give me an English name. <laughs> so I said, well, if I give her an English name, it's going to be a freaking badass one. Yeah. So. Isabella. <laughs> Isabella. Yes. yes. Perfect. Yes. Well, thank you so much for thank coming in guys. today. Guys, check her out on all the social media and the websites and all that. And we had a great time chatting. Thanks for coming, girl. Yes. Of course. And thank you, listeners. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 